You're listening to Men of Abundance, episode 243 with Scott Beebe. And today we're talking about the importance of running your life and your business on purpose. Welcome to Men of Abundance, the podcast for those looking to level up their lives by hanging out with some of the greatest leaders and established professionals in our community, living a life of integrity, honor, and the abundance mentality. Prepare to pay it forward with your host, former army medic turned lifestyle entrepreneur, Wally Carmichael. What's up, what's up, Men of Abundance? I am Wally Carmichael, your founder and host of the Men of Abundance podcast, the Pay It Forward community, showing you how to live a life of abundance and prosperity on your way to more. What is more? Whatever it is that you want. Whatever you want more of in your life, you can have more, and you should have more, as long as you're working for it. But enjoy the journey along the way. If you don't enjoy the process and you don't enjoy the journey and enjoy your family and enjoy your life, then once you reach your destination, in air quotes, then uh, guess what? You're not going to enjoy the destination. You're not going to enjoy it. In fact, the fact of the matter is there really is no destination for people who strive to succeed. Sure, you may work hard to get that dream job or to start your business, have the best relationship with that dream person in your life, or even obtain a Super Bowl ring or end up in the Olympics. Any of that stuff is possible, of course, within reason, depending on where you're at in your life right now. But if you're anything like me and have successfully reached various milestones and checked off several things off your bucket list, then you know there's always something after that. There's never a destination. It's always about the journey. And if you have not checked off anything off your bucket list or reached any of those big goals, listen, it's not the end of the world. As long as you're enjoying the journey along the way, then you are successful. And if you're not enjoying the journey along the way, then change focus. Take inventory of your life and where you're going and what you're working towards. Find something that you can enjoy the journey on. All right, let me get off my soapbox for now. (laughs) It seems like I kind of got off track there a little bit, but that's okay, because that really leads right into our conversation today. But before we get into our conversation, I want to do something a little bit different today, and it's twofold, really. One, I want to introduce you to a podcast player that I've been talking about already. Maybe you haven't heard about it, called Himalaya, H-I-M-A-L-A-Y-A. You can download it for iPhone or for Android, and I just think it's a great player, but here's what I want to do. I want to give away a free 45-minute business breakthrough session to anyone who downloads Himalaya and makes a comment on this episode. That's the cool thing about Himalaya is you can make comments on each individual episode. So whether you already have Himalaya on your phone or you go download it today and subscribe to Men of Abundance and then leave a comment on this episode and just put business breakthrough in your comment along with anything else that you would like to share with me about the show, about this episode or whatever, then go ahead and do that there. But if you put business breakthrough, then I'm going to put you in a drawing to select one person to receive a 45-minute business breakthrough session with me. Now, if you don't have a business or the business breakthrough session would not benefit you, then I will allow you to gift it to anyone that's in your community, anybody who you feel would benefit from a business breakthrough session with me. You will walk away with strategies that you can use that day. And if you just want to download Himalaya, check it out and leave a comment 
on the episode or any of the other episodes, I would greatly appreciate that. You can go ahead and do that. I want to afford you the opportunity to be abundant in your life today by paying it forward to everyone in your community and sharing Men of Abundance on whatever podcast player it is that you use or just share menofabundance.com with them. They will greatly appreciate it and I'm sure they'll thank you for it. Now, having a clear and focused vision for your business and for your life is just one key to living a life of abundance and prosperity. Another vital key is living your life and running your business on purpose with honor and integrity. Today's featured guest is going to share with us how he lays out his vision story and purpose. And he shares how you can skillfully design your vision story for family and business. Our future guest today is founder and head coach of MyBusinessOnPurpose.com. Make sure you go check it out. And he's the host of the Business on Purpose podcast. Scott and the Business on Purpose team liberate small business owners from the chaos of working in their business and help them get their lives back by articulating and implementing intentional vision, mission, values, systems, and processes. Men of Abundance, it is my honor to introduce you to Scott BB. Scott, welcome to Men of Abundance, brother. How are you doing? Wally, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. I'm excited to be here. No, you're pretty excited, man. I'm excited too. This has been a long time coming. Guys, if you don't know, I don't know if I mentioned this, but we recorded this months and months ago. I was still in Hawaii and the audio just could not work for me. But Scott has been so gracious to come back on the show. We've rescheduled several times because of both of our schedules uh, being so hectic and busy. But man, we finally got Scott Beebe on the line and I'm super excited for this conversation today. Well, I'm pumped, man. I bet, you know, I told you last time I, this podcast is really hard, like all podcasts to put a podcast together. There's a lot of work involved and especially guests. I'm, I'm very honored and very humbled that you would allow me to share uh, the virtual stage with you. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. It's my pleasure because, um, you know, I do this for a, a selfish reason myself because I want to pick your brain, uh, get some of your wisdom. And I'd like to start out with finding out what it is that you're grateful for today. There's, <laughs> this is hard for me. Um, not because I'm an ingrate. It's hard for me because there are um, a variety of things that when I wake up in the day that, um, and and I don't want to make it sound Wally like I wake up every day, uh, you know, riding a unicorn and, and and the sun rays are beaming down. It's not. I mean, I've I've just had one the other day. I woke up and I was just it was just a bad, it was a bad start to the day. But right now at this moment. We just got done with a men's breakfast that we had a vision for. Me and two other guys, uh, we've been meeting for years and just kind of, we just, we don't really have an agenda. We've just been meeting with each other and talking and mainly talk about life and home and our spouses and kids and what do we do and all of that stuff. And about five months ago, one of those guys who's a little bit down on himself a lot had a vision for a spiritual movement of men in our local area. And so we just started kind of praying over it. We have a, I've got a prayer sheet and just started praying over it. Nothing fancy. It didn't do like seances or anything. Just ask God, Hey, is this something you want us to do? And, and we had our first one last month and we just had another one this morning and it's very bare bones. We meet at a local room, which I'm still in actually. And, uh, we had 115 guys show up from our local zip code. And literally all we did was send out text messages. Now we've got relationships with these guys. We've had relationships and have been building those relationships relationships, not to this end. We've been building those relationships because we've been building those relationships. And to see these guys come in, and we had a guy speak this morning that spoke straightly and directly 
about manhood and being a man and spoke strictly and directly about manhood in the culture of Me Too movement and all of that. It was so powerful. And so I'm literally sitting physically in the space that I'm very grateful for right now. I'm grateful that one of my sons was with me. And I'm grateful that Ashley woke up this morning for 20 plus years in a row and again chose to be my wife. <laughs> That's awesome, man. That, that, I've just, that gives me chills because it's 20, uh, in December, it's 26 years for my wife and I. And I was wow. going to ask you as you were talking about that, do you include the young men in your, in your breakfast? And you answered it by saying your son was there. That is so freaking huge, man. I, it just gives me chills. I love that. Yeah, we started. We had uh, my son came with me last time. Nobody, we we didn't really talk about it. Well, then today we had four boys in the room. Uh, one of my guys, uh, one of my buddy's guys, and then another guy. He was here. He had two of his little guys with him. And um, and my guess is we're going to have more as as time goes on. Mm-hmm. So even seeing this as a father son, who knows? We don't know where it's going to go. But uh, we just decided we're going to show up and start doing it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, that is the most valuable education that we can give our young men is to include them in our own clubs and and experiences and conversations. I used to love, I don't do it as much anymore, but when I was doing like real estate deals and stuff like that, or even on the phone a lot, I don't, I love, even my son, he comes in here during my conversations and he just sits down in the chair and listens to me have these conversations. It's they learn so much from it. And when he repeats some of the things that I say on a regular basis and some of my peers say and some of the people that I follow say, I just I love it. I absolutely love that he's getting that education. Yeah, it's a little overwhelming. <laughs> it is. To hear it sometimes, you know. It is. And, and, it, and it shows because it shows that it's making a difference, a positive difference, because what's the contrast? They're sitting and watching TV or playing the video games all day. And then they're talking about, you know, little kids, you know, they're talking about fart games in, in class. And then you're getting a call from the teacher, you know, or they're saying things in class that are completely inappropriate because they're getting that from the TV or the music or the video games. And, and you know, you just got to inject your your life into their life. That's right. uh, you know, and let them have that kind of fun, you know, but we limit it quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. So how would you describe yourself, Scott? Uh, I, the, the, the easiest way is with what motivates me. Um, what drives me at, at um, I don't, I don't want to say, I'm, I'm nervous to say this because I don't want there to come across that there's this segmentation of life and work. Uh, but when I think about life as a whole, our mission is to be a light through adventure, creativity, and time around the table. And so if, if I had to describe me, that would be it. We, we want to live uh, this, this gospel-motivated light. We want to be a light through adventure and creativity and time around the table. And then when it comes to my work during the day, uh, part of that light shines through our, our, our business mission, and that is to liberate small business owners from their chaos. And so with this room of guys that were in here this morning, I, I'm, I'm sitting about 20 feet from where I was standing right at the end when I was summarizing what our speaker had to say. And I pointed out the back of this room and I'm looking out this window right now that I pointed out to. And I said, guys, when you walk out of that room, chaos is going to punch you in the stomach the second you walk out. And it's going to punch you because you're going to look at your phones. You're going to get text messages, your emails, everything that you, quote, missed. I'm using air quotes while you were sitting in this room, really locked in and focused on this powerful talk. But chaos is going to punch you in the belly as soon as you walk out of here. And what I want you to do is I want you to punch back. Uh, Or I just want you to ignore it. 
and walk right through it and keep going on. And so what describes me is we really want to be a light through adventure creativity time around the table. And as it relates to my professional work, I want to liberate small business owners from their chaos. Man, that is so, so powerful. And that's a great point. That's actually how I start out most of the conversations that I have when I'm having with guys that want to live an, an amazing life of abundance, whether they're employees, business owners, or whatever. And they want to do that in relationships or you know, income, health, you name it. And one of the first conversations I have with them after our first session is, look, same thing. When you go out and you start implementing these amazing plans and ideas and, and thoughts that you just came up with today, it's been in the back of your mind, but we made a plan to it. Life is going to happen <laughs> mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. more so than you've had in the past. It's mm-hmm. just, it's just the way it works. I can't, it's one of those things you can't explain, but you you get tested. How much do you want it? And you're going to get multiple obstacles. So what do you tell the guys that have those obstacles that really feel they just can't look past it. They come back and say, Scott, you were right. I walked out that door and bam, there it was right in my face. What do you tell those guys? How do they get through that? Wally, I am a work in progress. So I I, I don't have a completed sticker on me. I'm 43 years old. um, And from what I've seen, I'm not going to get to a completed point before I die, but I'll get closer. And so not until with a, an intentional amount of maturity, I, I, the way I figure it's going to be my 60s or 70s or 80s um, with my current growth and maturity before I can answer that question with, with definitive response. So let me give you a response that is I think this is what they could do and, and not a this is what they should do because I know because I've lived for 80 years. So I want to be very clear about that. The, the, the recommendation, the wisdom that I would share – with a man who keeps getting punched in the face by chaos every time they walk out of a building and succumbs to that chaos, the very first thing that they've got to do, in, in, in again, up to this stage of my life, sit down and write out a vision of where you see yourself going. And so we call it a vision story. We actually require every business owner we work with to do this for their business, and we try to encourage them to do this with their family. Um, I have less say over their family <laughs> because their family's not paying their uh, the checks that they're giving to me, um, and I have more say over their business. But we're starting to see we actually have – I did not plan on talking about this, but if you go to creativefamilyvision.com, we actually took our vision process for business. We adapted it to the family, and a man can actually – or a woman can actually walk through uh, a step-by-step methodical process to actually draw out their vision story for their family. And so that's the first thing I would I would highly recommend, whether it be in the business setting, at home, wherever you are, is to sit down, stop, articulate your vision story. Because there's an there's an old quote, while it's so powerful, it says, write the vision down so that those who read it may run. And so when we take time and thoughtfully, methodically write the vision down, now what we're doing is we're allowing other people to run. They can either run towards the vision or away from the vision. That's their choice but we're giving them an invitation to run. But when we don't write the vision down, we have to take the flip side of that quote as well. If we don't write the vision down, then they can't run or they'll run in chaos. And so that would be the high recommendation that I have for anybody who feels like they're constantly being beat up by chaos is to stop, take time, write the vision down so that others, so that you, so that the people around you can run. That is absolutely wonderful, man. First off, I have to commend you and thank you for prefacing that with the fact that none of us have this figured out and we're all in the, on this on our own journey at our own place and time. 
that being said, that is excellent, excellent advice. I love that. And I love that quote, write the vision down, because that is paramount on everything that we do is to write everything down. There's so many powerful reasons behind that, but I had never considered that one from that quote. And it makes perfect sense. So as we go through life, and you know, you're talking about how far you are thus far, and based on what I know of you, and I know, before I even get into that, we're going to talk about the kick in the gut moment here. But before I forget, because I will, I got to tell you, man, your name has come up many times in in the course of conversation throughout this podcast, partly because I bring it up and also because other guests bring it up because they're associated with you in, in one way or another, or they're associated with Aaron Walker and the Iron, Iron Sharpens Iron uh, mastermind groups. And, and I'm always so amazed at the small degree of separation that we have amongst men who are really living our life of abundance and paying it forward to others. Uh, it just seems like we're in this real tight circle that we all know and respect each other. Uh, so I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for being in my life in that regard. Oh, Wally, man, that I don't even know how to respond to that. Thank you. I'll just say thank you. Um, that's <laughs> a little overwhelming. Um, so I'm grateful that you would say that. Yeah, absolutely, man. So these kick in the gut moments, man, I know you've got a couple of them, if not many, more than you can mention. But if you would share with us a kick in the gut moment that really took you to your knees. And then we're going to get into the enough is enough moment and what you did with that, what you learned from that and how you basically use that in your life somehow. Yeah, uh, probably the the most overt one. And by the way, I'm in a public place. So if you hear noise behind me, the uh, room where we had our meeting this morning also serves as a deli. And uh, it's kind of cool, though. It's a little ambient noise yeah, behind I dig me. it. I hear it. The, um, when I think about the kick in the gut, I mean, the one that, that just comes right to the surface, uh, February 27th, 2015. Uh, it was a Friday. It was 9 a.m. Uh, in the mid-cities of Dallas-Fort Worth. And I had flown out for a another emergency board meeting for the organization that I was the international director for uh, at the time. I was directly answerable to the board, but I was not a board member. And... Long story short, I walked in, no snow on the ground. I walked out at noon. There was about three inches of snow. And I walked in with a job and walked out without. Um, I knew there was tumult among the board. I knew there was tumult within the organization among the board. Uh, Not necessarily with me directly, but just with the board. But I had no idea it was going to lead to me walking out of that place. I mean, I can see the day so vividly, so clearly. I can see the car I was driving. I can see the snow marks on the ground. I can see the airport seat I was sitting in as I was waiting to fly back out of DFW into Savannah. And uh, it, it, I, I didn't know how to respond. While I can't even tell you I was mad, angry, upset, sobbing. I, I don't know what I was uh, because it, it's as if I was just kind of floating. Um, and I was just kind of looking around and everything. It wasn't that it was moving in slow motion. It's that I was looking around and there was life and vibrancy going on around me and there was deadness inside. There was this almost um, – it, 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 uh, it was the same feeling that you have if you've ever cut your finger. You've had stitches put in. Well, that little area where the stitches is, is always going to be numb because the nerves got cut. And that's what it felt like. It's like I could feel somebody touching my life around me, but the actual touch on my life was just numb. And uh, what had ended up happening was that I brought some information to the board. I'd done an internal audit report and those sorts of things. Well, apparently that information had never made it to the board. It wasn't my responsibility to present it necessarily. My responsibility to give it to a board representative who never then took it to the board and had done that consistently. 
Well, that led to a massive fallout, and it led to a mass resignation of eight of the nine board members. And because of that, my job role was answerable to them, and so they had to dissolve it before they left. And they felt horrible, um, and it was that was a Friday. On that following Monday, I called two buddies of mine uh, who both own businesses locally. We're both sitting in this room just a few hours ago. In fact, it's the two guys that I meet with uh, every Thursday morning regularly. And I, they knew what was happening, uh, but then I just uh, brought them up to speed on what my next step was, and that's when Business on Purpose was born. Wow, and, ha- and how long ago did you start Business on Purpose? So that was the following Monday. I think it was March 2nd of 2015. Wow, wow, yeah. And I dig the whole idea of Business on Purpose. Let's get into that because um, so many people take a look at, you know, they look at business in general, and it can be a stressful event uh, for a lot of people. So what are you doing with business on purpose, and who specifically is it for? Obviously business owners, but where are these businesses, business owners at in their, in their journey? We do one thing. We wake up on Monday through Friday, sometimes Saturday, to do one thing, and that is to liberate small business owners from their chaos. So that's, what, that's, that's why we do what we do. Now, the, the how... The, the details, the getting into the nitty-gritty is what we call our four steps to business freedom. And this is where we systematically and methodically walk small business owners through the four foundational cornerstones of every business. We walk them through laying that concrete slab that every business needs and laying the wall structures, setting the wall structures that every business needs. And so it's a it's a huge priority that do it. But let me put it this way metaphorically, Wally. What we do is we don't focus on the interior design of a business. We don't focus on the marketing strategy and the product design and, um, you know, the walls need to be this color and should the customer sit over there or over there. We don't, we don't deal with that. We deal with the substructure. We call ourselves the ramjack of small business coaching. I want to dig under your business. I want to see the footings. I want to see the slab. I want to see the two-by-four wall structures. That's what we work with. So we're not strategic consultants. We're principle-based coaches. And so what we deal with are things that are principle-based and then have been that way for centuries. So just like a business needs a vision story today, they needed one a thousand years ago. Just like uh, a business needs a team meeting structure today, they needed one 500 years ago. So we deal with all of those things and we've got modules for every one of those things, vision, mission, values, systems, process, weekly schedule, uh, job roles, org charts, um, uh, master process roadmaps, metrics, dashboards, the whole thing. So everything a small business owner needs to work on their business and to stop working so much in their business, we've got all of that laid out in a structure. But the end game, the reason we do it is so that we can help liberate them from their chaos. That's beautiful. So you've mentioned a couple of times vision story. How does that differ from what's taught in your MBAs and other college level courses and even most businesses that have been, you know, been a part of organizations that always want a vision statement? How does that differ? Yeah. So um, vision statements, typically, we don't really subscribe to those. And here's why. A lot of times they're the mission statement reorganized, added a sentence to put on a plaque and nobody ever remembers it. Mm -hmm. And so we take a mission statement. Hey, we want to serve the world's greatest hot dogs to the world's greatest people. And then we take that mission and we reorganize it to say what we see is uh, great hot dogs eaten by great people in great zip codes, uh, you know, uh, of people having a great time. Well, it, 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 it's not chunky. It doesn't mean anything. There's, there's substance lacking there. Just got off of one of our uh, virtual group calls with a small insurance, uh, one of the 
one of the team members that was on there is a small insurance agency out of Ohio. They just got done with their initial uh, vision story. And in their initial vision story, uh, we really pushed them to have a lot more depth. And so their vision story is about three pages in length. And it goes through seven cat categories. It goes through the term category, how far out is this vision, the family freedom category, because what good's a vision and what good's a business if it's not going to help us achieve our goals personally and within our family, the financial section, because what good is a vision without understanding how much money we need to generate in profit. So we start with profit, not with revenue. I could really care less about your revenue mm -hmm. until I understand your line. And then we go into the other four categories of what product do you want to serve the world? What world do you want to serve? Who's in that world? What team do you need to put together to serve that product to that world? And what culture are you trying to build so that that world can enjoy? And so once you lay out those categories, typically what happens in an MBA uh, kind of setting when it comes to vision is we write down some esoteric things that sound very lofty. Nobody can buy into them. There's no, there's no substance to them. And we can't see it. Uh, it sounds lofty, sounds out there, but we can't see it. With the vision story ideas, we want you to write down in detail. When we talk about the team section, we want to know who your existing team is by role, and we want to know what future roles you're going to need in order to service that product to generate that revenue for that level of family and freedom in that amount of time. So it all builds on each other. Man, that is extremely powerful. I'm huge on storytelling. I'm huge on the origin story of the individual behind the business as well as the business itself. So I can see how that, one, lifts up the business owner tremendously, lifts up the team, and then tells the public who this business really is and lets them get a sense of family, right? Absolutely. Yeah, and the family's got to be a part of it. Yeah, absolutely. So what are some good news stories coming out of what you've done so far? I'm sure you've got many, but uh, oh my gosh, break it down. I could go back to 30 minutes ago, and then I could go back to this morning and yesterday, <laughs> and, and it's just, it's been extraordinary. So I'll tell you a small business uh, uh, success story uh, that literally just happened is, uh, and it's not going to sound like a success story, we had another small firm, and they had a team member who ran into the car of another team member and didn't tell anybody, didn't own up to it, didn't fess up to it. And so that's not a win, right? Well, the win is the business owner came into our group and said, do I fire him? And the group responded with, hey, before you do that, walk through your vision story, your mission statement, your unique set of core values, your core fundamentals, and their job role. Evaluate that person's performance in the business evaluate their character through the filters of your core values, and then let's make a decision based on that one really stupid mistake, whether or not they fit. That is a massive win because we're so reactionary in small business. And what happens a lot of times is really great people make a really stupid mistake and we hurt our business and we hurt their life because we just send them running. Now you might say, well, that's a character flaw. Sure, it is, of course, we all have character flaws. So my question is, are we gonna put in the hard work of actually working with them. Now, if they don't make them through if they don't make through the vision, mission, values filter, core fundamentals filter, then yeah, they're they're not a good fit for the business. And so we're not going to put in the effort to help them with that one character flaw. So that was actually a big win out of a big uh, fail. Yeah, that's a huge learning point right there for everybody. 
Uh, and I, I commend you all on that. And that's the power, guys. This right here is the power of being in a mastermind group that knows what they're doing, that I always say if you're, if you're the smartest man in the room, you're in the wrong room. But you have to be in a room full of peers, full of guys who are going to be able to sit back and tell you, look, don't be so reactionary. Look at your vision story. You know, and all the things that Scott just mentioned. It's extremely powerful, not just for business, but in your personal life as well. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's the intentionality, Wally. If we can be intentional in what we're doing, uh, we've got a much higher level of success ahead of us than if we're not intentional about what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. Be on purpose. Hey, that's a, that's a, good, that's a good tag. I think you ought to stick with that. <laughs> absolutely. So, brother, we're at the point where we're going to pay it forward. You ready to do that? Heck yeah. Hey, business owners, check this out. If you've been in business for about three to five years, somewhere in that range, give or take a few, and you're currently doing some sort of advertising, whether it's on Facebook, in the newspaper, cable TV, radio, billboards, or even in the Yellow Pages. Yes, I have the Yellow Pages right here. People still do advertise in Yellow Pages. And I'm here to tell you, I see these advertisements all the time, and they're throwing money away. You may be throwing money away in those ads. Guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but on top of me being the most awesome podcast host of this amazing Men of Abundance podcast, I'm also a very skilled and brilliant business and life strategist. I have an e-learning system with literally millions of dollars of marketing and strategies already done for you. You just have to model those. I am partnered with over 100 business coaches that are experts in many different industries. That makes me very confident that I can help you in your business, regardless of what industry you're in. I can help you not only generate more leads, but actually convert those leads into paying customers and repeat customers. I can show you business strategies that will increase your revenue and your profits in a matter of months. But all that aside, I need your help. I'm in the process of writing another edition of my current book. My current book is No BS Business Breakthrough, How to Double Your Lead Conversions and Triple Your Revenue in Less Than 45 Minutes. And in that book, I have the top eight strategies of over 100 strategies that I use throughout the course of the year. But those top eight strategies are the ones that I find I use with most business models right up front. And what I need is a couple more case studies from industries that I have not currently worked with in various areas of the United States. So here's what I want to do. I would like to do a 45-minute business breakthrough session with you going over my process using some of your input from your industry, from your business, so that I can measure that up and see how my strategies would impact businesses in your industry. And instead of charging you my normal fee for doing this business audit and this business breakthrough session, what I would like to do is use your data with your permission in my next book and any articles that I may write leading up to the book. I can add your feedback with your name, your business name, or anonymously. It's totally up to you. But the mention in the book or the article would certainly give you some free publicity. And in return for your time and professional feedback, you will certainly walk away from this business breakthrough session with strategies that you can implement that day. And on top of that, I will give you 30 days access to my e-learning platform where you will have access to the first four videos of the 52-week series complete with workbooks, as well as the first four weeks of the e-class, done-for-you marketing, email campaigns, 
I'm telling you guys, the first 30 days in the e-learning system will definitely increase your revenue and profits within your business. As long as you implement just one of the strategies that I'm going to share with you within the 45-minute business breakthrough session, or even just one of the strategies that's inside the e-learning platform. So if you're willing to help me out with your professional feedback on how my systems will impact businesses in your industry, then go to menofabundance.com forward slash help Wally, W-A-L-L-Y. Menofabundance.com forward slash help Wally is where you can schedule your 45-minute business breakthrough session with me. And as soon as that session is done, you'll be able to implement the strategies we talk about and I'll give you instant access, 30-day access, no credit card needed, nothing like that, to the e-learning platform. I look forward to talking with you, and I look forward to impacting your business somehow. Now, let's get back to the conversation. So share one to three actionable steps that Men of Abundance can take today. Number one, vision story. Number two, vision story. Number three, vision story. All the way down. All you've got to do, we've made it so easy. Oh my gosh, I mean, it's... You go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision. We've taken our entire video tutorial. This is not a sales marketing gimmick. This isn't anything. We, we put our money where our mouth is. We've taken our entire vision story tutorial and, and the template. So you don't even have to think around what to put together. We, we walk you through the whole thing, and it's right there. All you got to do is put your email address in, and it pops right up. You don't have to wait for an email to come back to you or anything. It pops right up. The vision tutorial will be there. The template will be there, and as long as you're willing to put in the work and the sweat to draw out a vision of what your business looks like, then you start there, and that is step one, two, and three. Absolutely beautiful. I'm going to go check that out myself personally because I think I have a pretty good vision story uh, written out. It's, it's something I've done, and, and I know it needs to be. Now, here's a good question because I'm thinking that I need to re-engage it and probably change a few things. Is that something that that happens that you notice with the vision story? Does it change over the course of time? Yeah, so the vision story is actually a living document. It's never complete. Uh, we say that your vision story is never more than about 90 to 95% complete, which is why we encourage our small business owners to review it monthly. And uh, I'll give you a great example. We just had a business owner of a home building company uh, last, no, it was Tuesday. It was this past week, uh, just two days ago from the time you and I are recording this right now. And their company brought every vendor, and by the way, their company, when I say that, these are, this is a company of about 12 employees. So not a massive, or no, 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 excuse me, 18. So not a massive corporation or anything like that. 18 employees. And by the way, if you're a solopreneur, you've got two people working with you, you can do the exact same thing. They brought in every one of their subcontractors. They brought in every one of their vendor representatives. They sat them down, bought them lunch, and they shared their company vision with their vendors and their subcontractors. And so, Wally, why would a home building company owner want to share the home building company vision with vendors and subcontractors? I mean, just, they're all family. They're all part of the whole operation. Absolutely. And so don't you think that they have a vested interest? They draw part of their business mm -hmm. from this company. Don't you think they've got a vested interest in knowing where this company's going? And so he invited them in. And lo and behold, uh, man, the, the feedback was overwhelming. The gratitude, Chris, thank you so much uh, for allowing us to be a part of it. It was just amazing. Yeah, and they'll, they'll do business with them as long as they're in business. Absolutely. Know, as long as they possibly can. 
Yeah, and refer business to them. <laughs> I mean, they're just always going to be wanting to do whatever yeah. they can for that business because they fully understand their vision story. That's amazing. Yeah. What daily habits make the biggest impact in your life, Scott? Well, when, when I do them correctly, don't always do them correctly, but um, my daily habits really start the night before, so um, bed on time. Uh, a lot of water when I wake up. I, I've heard a bunch of people talking about that. I, I guess it does something, so I'm just doing it and you know, feel decent. Um, for me, I, I really three to four times a week try to sweat 30 minutes a day. I don't care what I do, but just sweat 30 minutes a day. And then I've started. Um, I, I'm, a, I'm a Bible reader um, when when I when I am, <laughs> not when I'm not, but I am when I am. And I've done something new this year. There's actually a guy. It's called the One Year Bible App. I think um, guy's name's Brian. I don't even know his last name. I've listened to him for two or three hundred days this year, and uh, don't know his last name. But he reads through the Bible in one year. And I've been listening to that during my exercise, and I've really enjoyed that. And then I've got a, uh, a spreadsheet, because I'm a process guy, and I'm really bad at praying. So somebody will say, hey, Scott, will you pray for me around this thing? And it used to be I'd like, yeah, and then I totally forgot about it. And so um, I started writing things down on a spreadsheet, and uh, Monday through Friday. And I just, after I'm done exercising and, and listening, then I'll just walk around my circle for a little bit. Uh, not super long, maybe 15, 20, 25 minutes, and I'll just pray over those things. And uh, and then I'll try to take one of my children to school. And after that, then we kind of unleash the day. So that's I, I, maybe not so much habitual. Um, and then a couple of evening things that are important to us. Ashley and I try to connect. That's my wife. We try to connect sitting down without technology and having a face-to-face conversation every single night. And then every other week, we try to do a date night. And we've got teenagers, so it's a little easier for us right now. It's really hard 10 or 15 years ago, uh, but we've got teenagers, so we can do that a little easier today. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. I really like that. And I love the honesty uh, because I'm the same way. I, I start a habit and I'll start a I wouldn't quite call it a habit because it's not quite a habit yet. But, it, you know, I start a process and I do stay pretty consistent. Um, but let's be honest, guys, we don't always stick on it. And what happens is I, I tend to find guys beat themselves up and then just totally quit. You can start over. I mean, just get back on it. It's 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 exactly. not, a, you know, there is science behind having a routine in your life. But, uh, you know, don't beat yourself up when you fall off track. That's right. That's exactly right. What would you recommend our abundant leaders read or listen to and why? My number one book all time uh, outside of the Bible is a, uh, it's a, it's a tough book, I'll, I'll be honest with you, um, but it's, it's a book called The Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard. The Divine Conspiracy by Dallas Willard. Highly recommend uh, anybody who has either uh, got any sort of spiritual inkling at all or not. Uh, to read that book, it will force you into thought that will that will force you to wrestle with a variety of things. So that's a, I'll, I'll call that my complex suggestion. Um, my non-complex suggestion for small business owners, I'm going to give you two. One is Emith Michael Gerber foundational book. If you've not read it, you got to read it. And the other is Profit First by Mike Michalowicz. Um, just do it. <laughs> when you read it, what he says in there, just do it. We've transitioned uh, almost 200 companies and businesses over to that model, and uh, it just it just works. So just need to do it. And then uh, a little self uh, promotion. Actually, in a few months from the time you and I are recording this, uh, we will launch my first book called "Let Your Business Burn," and uh, it's going to be bo- a book with every single step of our process written out in book form that business owners can take and implement into their business. Wow, very cool. Definitely looking forward to that. What do you feel holds most people back 
from living a life of true abundance? Uh, it's ourselves. I mean, it's clearly ourselves. I, I, I don't, um, I, I think it's so personalized um, when I say ourselves, but the mind is so uh, overwhelmingly powerful. And it has kept me from so many things that make me sad. I also realize that I, I've a lot, I learned from that holdback and I learned from the failure. So that's, I guess that's good. I don't like it. Um, doesn't feel good. I, I really don't like it at all. It uh, puts me in a dark place uh, when I come face to face with those things. But I, I, I really believe that it's it's kind of in our minds because I've just seen so many people overcome external circumstance. So it would be very, very hard for me to tell you with all the, the time that we've spent in Nigeria that external circumstance is holding you back when I've got so many friends who have so much external poverty, but they're not being held back and they're pushing forward. So I really do believe uh, a lot of it is in our mind and how we get through, which is why that, uh, that personal mission and that time spent one-on-one -on -one is so crucial. Yeah, yeah, I 100% agree. At the time of this conversation, we were talking pre-show um, just this last weekend. I spent the weekend with uh, Tony Robbins at um, Unleash the Power Within. And that's what the whole thing's about. 90% of what holds us back is in our head, is in our own mind. It's our own self-limiting beliefs and our own self-limiting words, how we talk to ourselves. And the skills are there. I mean, you can get the skills from freaking YouTube. I mean, you can get the skills from all the skills that Scott has here, guys. Um, but if you don't have the mindset down and if you don't have those self-limiting beliefs and, and don't let your past dictate your present and your future, it has something to do with it. But the fact is, don't let that hold you back. Then, oh my goodness, man, what you can do is just so powerful. That's a great point. That is a great point. Absolutely. So what does living a life of abundance mean to you, Scott? I go back to that mission that we've got, Wally, uh, when you asked this question, to be a gospel-motivated light through adventure, creativity, and time around the table. When Ashley and the kids and I can do that and do that together, the five of us, maybe it's just Ashley and I or if it's a group of friends or whatever, when we can do that, uh, that's kind of how we measure our success is have we spent time in those areas? Um, because what's challenging is – yeah, I'll never forget, I asked a buddy who uh, is an American citizen but lives in the southern black forest of Germany. And, and I, uh, they, they're you know, raising teenagers, and those kids are now in late teens and in their 20s, and couple, or one of them is married. And, and I said, how, did you, how do you parent at teenagers all together and all that? And he stopped me and he said, Scott, you got to remember, context it matters. And he said, you live in a context where you go to the grocery store and you have 50 to 60 options for cereal we go to the grocery store and we have three and just the mental exhaustion that it takes you to process through all of those channels and so i look around wally and there is opportunity everywhere to do stuff all the time if i didn't have anything to do tonight which we do because <laughs> we live in a town and we have kids and you just do but if i didn't have anything to do tonight i would not have to look far to find something else to do we've got options everywhere and so I feel like I've got this, you know, that whole FOMO thing. I feel like there's things going on all around me that I'm missing out on. And so that's why it was important for us to nail down our mission as a family to go, hey, are we, are we doing things that are adventurous, creative, and are we spending time around the table together? Yes. Great. We're good. Like, we're good. Instead of going, no, we didn't do that. We didn't do that. We didn't do that. Yes. But did we do these three things and are we doing them on a regular basis? Yes. And so when I think about a life of abundance, that's an abundant life to me. If I can wake up in the day and go, hey, we spent some time yesterday being a gospel-motivated light through adventure, 
through a little creativity and we had one time around the table yesterday, we're, we're, we're in a good place. Yeah, those are the times that I cherish the most. Uh, yesterday morning, every other day, my wife and I go on a walk, and we we actually walked six miles yesterday. And while we oh. got some exercise, what we really got was a lot of really good, deep conversation along the way. And I cherish those moments more than anything. And, of course, I, I very much cherish our table time as well. Yeah, it's a, the, the table has come to represent something really powerful for us. I mean, obviously, it represents conversation and intentionality and food and a variety of things, but I think it's a lot deeper than that, even though we can't fully articulate it yet. So brother, we're going to have my business on purpose.com linked up in the show notes for sure. Uh, but as we close this up, what did we not talk about today that you want to ensure our abundant leaders get out of our conversation? That, that Wally, I think we hit the major areas and I, I really do want to reinforce if you do not have a vision story written out, you got to go write it out. This isn't, um, this is not some sort of mystic, voodoo you know if you do it they'll no you just got to write it down it's it's this is ancient practice this is principle this is it's not strategic this isn't something that works today but doesn't work tomorrow it's not a facebook ad you know this facebook ad works today but it won't work tomorrow and in four years facebook won't work at all and something else will come in that's not what this is a vision story is historic it's ancient when you write it down you're tapping into something so much broader than who you are and so much broader than the strategic challenge you're having right now. And so go, go get that. Go to mybusinessonpurpose.com forward slash vision and start there. So for those who don't have a business uh, and they're, you know, they're happy with their job, they're not trying to start a business. What do you say to their vision story for their own personal family? Same thing. Same yeah. thing. Go sit and write down your vision out for your family. What does that look like? We ask our kids, uh, we asked him three years ago, two years ago, whenever we wrote it down for the first time, do you want to be married? And you might listen and go, well, Scott, I mean, your kids at the time were you know, 15, 13, 11, 14, whatever they were. I, do they know? I, no, I don't know. <laughs> but I'm asking because seeding that question in them is more important than knowing the answer. And we're so obsessed with the answer. I'm obsessed with answers. And a lot of times, I'll never forget Aaron Walker, you mentioned him earlier first coaching call I ever had with him, he asked me a pretty invasive and embarrassing question. And I was, <laughs> I mean, I was like, oh, I, you know, I was futtering all over my words. And, and he stopped me. And he goes, Scott, I'm not asking that question so you'll answer me. I'm asking you so that, that question so you'll have it lodged in your head and you'll ask it of yourself over and over and over again. And so to ask these vision questions, these intentional vision questions, go to creativefamilyvision.com. It's like 39 bucks. It's cheap. And it is the best two hours you will spend with your family uh, in your lifetime because you are setting course. You're setting a GPS for your family that they will not forget. And then about every six to eight weeks, what we do is play hooky from church. We go sit down at Bojangles and have a horribly unhealthy biscuit breakfast. We pull out our vision binder and we read over it as a family. We just look back over it as a family. And so Ashley's involved with it. I'm involved with it. Our kids are involved with it. They're engaged with where we're going. And we may not, we may go to a completely different destination, but right now that's where we're headed. Amazing, amazing conversation. As I know it was, it was actually three times better than the first conversation we had hey. <laughs> from what I can remember. Cause it was so darn long ago. Uh, and I was quite frustrated trying to get through the audio to fix it. But, um, so a lot of that still impelled into my head, which I'm blessed with, but, um, man, just go out and live your life of abundance. Scott, keep paying it forward. Cause you are definitely making a huge difference and I greatly appreciate it. Thank you, Wally. Thanks again for your work and what you're doing. Allow me to be a part.
All right, guys, so your action step today is to look at your life and your business, if that applies, even your vocation, your occupation. Look at various areas of your life to make sure that you are intentional about everything that you do and that you're doing everything on purpose. Don't take anything for chance. Example, when I make a plan to take my wife out on, I don't really like the term date night. I don't know what it is about that. I just don't like it. But when I decide that I'm going to do something, we're going to go out and do something, I plan it. I plan it weeks ahead of time, sometimes months ahead of time, depending on if it's a concert or if it's something else that we're going to do that's going to require some time and planning. And I make it on purpose. I do it intentionally. Sometimes we are haphazard and we just like to say like yesterday, uh, I'm in my office and my wife comes in and says, hey, let's go eat some pho. And there's a new pho restaurant down the street, just opened up. So we just jumped up and took off. You know, we do stuff like that. But when I'm doing setting a plan and I'm doing something that I want to do special for my family, for my wife, then I do it on purpose. I plan it out. Do the same thing in your business. Do the same thing in your vocation. There are certain things and certain events in your life that you can live just kind of day by day and nonchalantly. But in order for you to progress in life, you have to enjoy the journey, as I was saying earlier, but you also have to plan things out. It just makes it so much easier. Well, it does for me anyway, and I enjoy writing things down because it gets it out of my head, onto paper, into my journal so that I can reference it later and then draw out a plan of action for it. Now, does it always work out exactly like that? No, it rarely does, in fact, and I don't stress over that. But the end goal does eventually get met. Now, go out and live your life of abundance and make sure to pay it forward. That's all for today, Abundance Leaders. For more about our guests and the powerful information we shared with you today, be sure to sign up for our mailing list at menofabundance.com. We appreciate your time and look forward to hanging out with you on our next episode. So until then, be sure to pay it forward and live your life of abundance.